0: A little embarrassed that you mentioned that my million dollars went to Los Nobu, but uh, we'll get over it. Um, so uh, if you wanna take a moment to you know, grab a cup of coffee or pastries, they are outside, but I'm gonna introduce Rabbi Willig in the meantime, if somebody's able to take some of these sheets and hand them around. Um, I don't have a Dvar Torah to introduce uh, Rabbi Willig, but uh, I would like to introduce him with two short stories. They're boring stories, um, but they're meaningful uh, to me and hopefully they're meaningful to uh, the people who are listening. A few weeks ago, I had a, a conversation on the phone with Rabbi Willig, and uh, we were talking about, I think we were actually talking about planning this trip, and in that context, we were talking about a certain individual in the community who I had not yet had an opportunity to meet, and I was uh, nervous to, uh, to meet this person. I didn't want to introduce myself, I wasn't sure if they'd, uh, they'd like me, and Rabbi Willig uh, said to me, he said, don't worry, go to this person, tell him who you are, and he said, tell him you're my Talmud. And I remember being very taken by that comment. And I stepped back, uh, me, a Talmud of Rabbi Willig. The truth is I was never a Rabbi Willig's shir. Um, I've been to a few of Rabbi Willig's shir. And I've certainly had conversations with him about learning and certainly talked about other things in our, uh, in our time together. But a Talmud of Rabbi Willig is a heavy, uh, a heavy uh, title to take on oneself. I didn't know I was uh, Zofot to have that title. And I kind of kept that with me. I was flattered, but I kept it with me uh, for a few weeks. Fast forward to last night. I was at uh, an event... And I was talking about Rabbi Willig at one point. And after I uh, finished talking, someone who was listening said to me, that was so beautiful, how long were you in Rabbi Willig's year? So I said, oh, the truth is, I'm, uh, I never was in Rabbi Willig's year. So I said, oh, but he's still your Rebbe? And it was a very meaningful moment for me, because at that moment I was able to say, based on years of history, but also just a few weeks of introspection, I was able to say, yes, Rabbi Willig is, uh, is one of my Rebbeim. Rabbi Willig is someone who has impacted me very deeply, the connection goes way back, as he likes to mention, that it's not really from me. It's from my in-laws, who have such a close, close relationship with him. Our entire family is really crafted by his Psach his Hadracha, his hashkafa over so many, over what, 39 years or so of, uh, of a close relationship. But Baruch Hashem, over the last 10 years, we've also been able to develop our own relationship, certainly with a healthy amount of Sich We certainly uh, share that. And even more so, the Torah, Psach Hadracha, there's no way I would be standing here today if I didn't get the insight and the advice and the push and the support from Rabbi Willig. So it's with great honor and trepidation that I call up my Rabbi and really all of our Rebbe and Rabbi Willig.
1: Rabbi Berman, Amen, who doesn't just talk the talk, but walks the walk, making decisions, oh, thank you, making decisions which are far-reaching, as they are difficult, which will undoubtedly impact not only our yeshiva, not only the Orthodox community, the entire Jewish community, but in some ways, the entire American community and I speak without hyperbole to look around and see Talmidim and other individuals with whom I'm acquainted and many with whom I'm not I thank you all for coming I try to impart in the brief time that I'm allowed an important message which we should all carry with us as we understand, that we're simply only three weeks away from Rosh Hashanah. Four weeks from Yom Kippur. And that is tshuva for B'nanam And If you have source sheets, please feel free to consult them. Source number one, a Mishnah in Masech Yuma Averol she'b'nanam l'amokam yom Kippur ha'mechaper. Averol she'b'nanam l'chaveiro Kippur ha'mechaper. A person must appease his friend for any wrongdoing. A very serious, serious responsibility that we have in the next month. But in order to correct a wrong, one must first analyze the root causes of the wrong. And therefore, I'd like to begin source number two. El HaShadonu Bar Din Torah. What? Din Torah, what? They should work some other religion? No, Shemidu Dine'em Al Din Torah. Lo Avdol Lefnim Yeshua Sadim. People insisted on their perceived rights and were not willing to go beyond the letter of the law. So Tosephus asks the question, so it's three. We know, it's Sines Khinom. So Tosephus answers, well, Havahogamah, two seemingly to be unrelated causes for the Khurban. May I suggest an alternative understanding? The reason that we have what we call sin as we are an Am of avon, we are a wise nation, but hatred for absolutely no reason doesn't befit us. When a call, Chazal calls sin as means hatred for an insufficient cause. Someone steps on my toe, so I hate him. Ridiculous. You have to have a broader view. And therefore, sinas chino means individuals who hate for an insufficient cause. That is called chino. This we find in a Apostle, which we read in the Nigan of Eicha, source 4, Echassol Levadi, Torechachem u'ma'asachem v'rivchem. What does that mean? So Rashi explains, chem means individuals who are involved in litigation, When you see they are losing, they pull every legal stunt in the world. They'll they'll bring in more proofs. They'll add more judges, and the question becomes: Well, you're allowed to do that? It's legally permissible. The answer is: Should not be so litigious. Should not be fighting so hard. If it seems that you're going to lose, lose gracefully, and thank God for taking money which don't does not belong to you away from you. To try to be honest. Instead of trying to win, what's Rivchem? Fights. But what intervenes? What's Masa Achem? That's a remarkable Rashi. Where Rashi tells us, it had to do with their attitude towards Moshe Abenu. Amazing. You know, I mean, Burma's in an unenviable position where he can't win. I'm in a smaller level also. But when we go back to Moshe Rabbeinu You know what they say about Moshe Rabbeinu that Rashi? Moshe Rabbeinu like this. If Moshe Avedo left his house early, they said, ah, he's said, i going to fight with his wife. So leave? If he came late, what'd they say? Ah, I you know why he's so late. He's scheming against you. <laughs> you can't win. This is the legacy of Jewish leadership. Where people feel they have an inalienable right to criticize their rabbinic leadership. No matter what they do. No matter what they do it's interesting, if you look in source 5 <laughs> a third reason sin <laughs> din Torah they didn't do the <laughs> that caused the sin because they're always up they won't take a step back you know the Chassidim say when we finish Monesa, what do we do? take three steps back and then we say, os oh, shalom." Do you want to make Shalom step three steps back? No, I'm at the line of scrimmage, you know. I'm not going to take one step back. We're just going to fight. That's called Sin We don't know the Nimit said Adin. So, a third reason. L'uchichu Zehzeh. Zeh. You're supposed to give rebuke when it's appropriate. But then the question becomes, the next thing, why didn't our rabbis give rebuke? That's their job. Look at the next line. with Yerushalayim. When they demeaned and disgraced the rabbinic leadership. And therefore, the rabbinic leadership was silenced, was unable to give the appropriate rebuke, because before they even opened their mouth, they were being ridiculed by the people. It's the people's fault, forgive me, for not giving the rabbis the opportunity to feel comfortable enough to do what they're supposed to do by giving appropriate rebuke. So, all these three things come together the fact that they insist that they're right. (laughs) <laughs> the fact that they hated each other as a result, and the fact that they would not accept rebuke from others to solve the situation because they demeaned the Talmud of But why? Why? Why are the people so upset with Moshe Rabbeinu? So it could be some of them were involved in what we call a Din Torah, a, uh, a Jewish prudence, a court case, and Moshe Rabbeinu ruled against them. As someone who deals in Dentoras, I know very well you, you decide a d'entorah, and in most cases, both both sides think you're wrong. But it's usually a good sign. So they they, they were upset with Moshe Rabbeinu. I mean, but how many people? How many dentoras were there already? It seems to me, there was something different. Yes, there were those few who were upset with them because they he ruled against them, or so they thought. But there were many others they didn't like his leadership style. Either he was too harsh in his rebuke, or perhaps he wasn't, how should I say it, personable enough. But you name it, they liked Aaron better, because Aaron was, was more chevruti, Aaron was more involved in the Shalom bias, et etc., as Rashi says. They, whatever reason, they had their right to be upset, or so they felt. But you know, sadly, within the Jewish community, we see this repeating to this very day. To this very day. I'd like to share with you source number six, which is a little bit frightening. Frightening. We know, as we learned earlier, that the second temple was destroyed structure of Sin Aschino. But wait a minute. It's true. It's true. There is idea of Sin Aschinim, which is quoted in source three. What caused a part of that sin has khinam. The nitziv is an enlightening comment. The nitziv is Meshiv Dovah. Yisrael v'sibas m'achlokas Wow. We know what the Pharisees and the Sadducees, the Pharisees had the true tradition and the Sadducees did not. What does it have to do with the sin Listen to his words. It's remarkable. mach why? How? How did it happen? Can you imagine within the Pharisee community, we'll call today two orthodox Jews. I'm just using contemporary terms, two shomer mitzvahs. But once he's another guy, you know, he has a certain leniency. I'll give, I'll give a couple of examples. Okay. He uses the Eruv, which I think is, is no good. Or he's, he's drinking plain milk, which I think isn't kosher. Or I just let's let's stop there. Give, give me examples. He a certain leniency, which I think in my you know uh, this is not appropriate. So what do I say? Listen to this, it's unbelievable. I say it was an Aveira. In his eyes it's an Aveira. Maybe it was a real Aveira. Mikoma com stuki also. In olden days, as we learned in the Gemara, a lone renegade had to be eliminated for fear that a single rotten apple, forgive the expression, can ruin the entire barrel. This no longer applies nowadays for many reasons. As the Khazanisha already wrote, in the olden days when there was Divine presence. They understood very well how a renegade was endangered the entire community. Today, it would look like strong arm tactics. It would be counterproductive. And other reasons shall see momentarily. It's all a mistake. It's all a mistake. He's not a Stukie at all. It says in the Torah. The there, uh, Here is the frightening part. The was right end of the nineteenth century. <speaking in Hebrew> Can you imagine a repeat performance of the destruction of the Beis in the end of the nineteenth century? <speaking in Hebrew> From Jew, think. <speaking in Hebrew> now this, this is this is more unbelievable. In the first example. He committed something which I consider to be sinful. Correctly or incorrectly. Look what comes now. No, I didn't say he sinned. He's just not following my path and serving God. We've seen this happen so many times. I, I'm, I belong to this group. belongs to another group. We all agree. We're all keeping the Torah. But I have my way. They have their way. And my way says, as they say today, my or the highway. The other way is, is not kosher. No good. And what does it lead to? Yishbetenu leminus. Can you imagine that? A person is a slightly different Ah, uh, No good. He's an apokoros. V'yisrachak mimenu. He'll distance himself. You know what the word rodef means. Pursuers It's a very loaded word today. Beheter. In their minds, in a permissible fashion based on a completely incorrect, imaginary understanding of what's going on, could destroy the entire nation. These are the sad realities of the end of the 19th century. Sadly, even more so, they continue to exist in the beginning of the 21st century. Yes, they continue to exist. And for those who know, they know they exist sadly without going into any details not only in the among the followers of the Nitziv and the Olam Yeshivas he was in the Yeshiva Valozhin which was called Eitz Chaim and our Yeshiva was called originally Eitz Chaim we are the descendants of the Yeshiva Valozhin it's directly my Rebbe Rav Soloveitchik was a direct descendant of the Nitziv and Rav Chaim of Valozhin and sadly, in certain yeshivas, not ours, thank God, and our yeshiva, Baruch Hashem, we have very divergent views on many matters. Among the faculty, among the faculty of Rosh yeshiva, I'm not discussing the faculty in graduate schools, and the faculty within the yeshiva, the people have they differ on many issues of halacha and hashkafa, we live together. That's, that's, that's part of the misor of our yeshiva because these differences go back a long time. I'm in mean, the yeshiva a long time. We try to live together. Sadly, in other places and beyond that, we respect all other yeshivas. We respect other yeshivas. We don't say it has to be done my way. I mentioned last night in a different forum. When I came on the plane yesterday, I was on the plane with Rabbi Malkiel Cutler from the Lakewood Yeshiva. And when we came down the escalator, we took a picture together with with, with some a friend of mine and his little kids and we're friends. We know how to get along. That's with other yeshivas. But even within our yeshiva, sometimes it's harder. It's harder within your own yeshiva. We get along. Sadly, uh, sadly, in the yeshiva world, there are yeshivas that don't get along with each other, that fight with each other. Sometimes they break up in in a not so nice way and sometimes they're still fighting within the yeshiva without mentioning names. But sadly, this has transpired what we we'll call the other branch, what's called today uh, Haredi Jewry, which is the Hasidic branch, a wonderful branch. I come from, I'm a, a Galatian on all sides, from Hasidic stock. Sadly, within the Hasidus, to which my family belonged, there was a terrible split in the heart of Borough Park. Now those who know there are splits in Yerushalayim, I don't want to go into details. Terrible. This... <laughs> Williamsburg. I'm just mentioning names, without mentioning the names of the Hasidim. You can figure out. They have to call the police. It's crazy. Why? Because well, it's my Rebbe, not your Rebbe. We'll try to come to that at the end. My way, not your way. This is sinas chinam for no reason. It's terrible. Lift, lift, respect somebody else. Respect somebody else. But then you'll say, "What about the non-orthodox?" We said the Nasiv said the mistake was. But they took an Orthodox Jew and they called him non Orthodox, if you will, Minus, Apacuris. Well, how do we deal with them? Please look in source number seven. Where he talks about Marine Naval Malam. He went to Sodugubisus, the original Tsnukim. They were the ones that we had the, the bad apples that had to be eliminated their children and their grandchildren Translate today. they were brought up in, in, in homes of conservative reform, reconstructionists, non-affiliated they don't know what they're doing this is a famous expression of Tino Shenishba a child that was taken captive he doesn't know any better, never knew any better sadly, as Rabbi Berman said, he's not yet a to the legacy of his great-great-great-great-grandparents sadly even though he heard about the truth of orthodoxy, he's Yehudis he's Jews, doesn't matter he's an he was brought up the wrong way so too Royal Akziman B'Tshuva, to bring them close in Tshuva. Ula and Be to bring them back in peace. the the Atorah. This is another hallmark of our yeshiva, where we were the pioneers in some ways of the Baal Tshuva movement. Those who know the JSS, which was founded in the 1950s before it was popular to have Tshuva movements, was remarkable success. I began my teaching career there more than 50 years ago in JSS and I still, I'm connected to some of the people One of, some of those names outside his name is Belzberg, that's when I walked in I don't know if anyone knows the family over here Mark Belzberg was in my shir, came to my shir 50 years ago, sat right in front of me I'm still connected to him, and to his family so we started this, others are doing it they're doing it wonderfully the world has changed dramatically in those 50 years but we were among the pioneers in this idea of chuva. And not looking down at someone just because their parents weren't observant. And why is this all relevant right now? Source number 8. How do you correct wrongs? How and when? You know how? And you know when? Now. Look in source 8. Minig Erev Yom Kippur. Erev Yom Kippur. Today, if I'm not mistaken, is the ninth day of Elul. In one month, it is the ninth day of Tishrei, Erev Yom Kippur. Don't wait till the last day. You have one month. As it says in the Medrash, Hashem makes him a Yom, yom Yochid, this is important. Hos Etchuvah, Mekabal Etchuvah so Ketchuvah And we shall see momentarily, it's part of the Tzibur. Deva Kor Yisrael of B'Tchuvah V'Alasa sholom Enish you have to forgive one another. Again, don't wait till the last day, but the very latest, the deadline, is Erev Yom Kippur. If you don't correct your, your, your uh, interpersonal sins, your tshuva will not work. It will not work. Not only will it not work for your interpersonal sins, it will not work for even your ritual sins between man and God. My Rebbe will often say, it says in the last line of the Mishnah that people sing the song now, that Ma atveim, ava on yom kippur. A mikvah, you go with 90%, you leave out your hand, you're not Torah at all. You have to have complete personal purification which involves both ben-on-lamakum and ben-on-lamakum. You have to have both. Both. You have to have both. The problem is I mentioned this is a problem in our community. We have to know. I, I'm, I'm, I try to face problems head on. The problem is that there are individuals who quote a Gemara in Yuma that tells us that Kol tamad chocham, she'ne no kem binotor, tamad you have to be take revenge, and therefore, as examples I gave before, my Rebbe is right, your Rebbe is wrong, my Rosh Hashiva is not your Rosh is wrong, and does not cause terrible fights legitimately. You have to take revenge. If you look at the last line of the Rambam, time is somewhat short. Read you the last line, the last line of the source number nine, last line. So therefore, the question becomes: You read this and you stop here. Is the cause of so many of the fights we have? Yeshiva A, Yeshiva B, Russia Shiva, Russia B, Rebbe, A, Rebbe. B. It's all legitimate. They have to look at the last words in the Rambam. One, two, three, four, five, six. Read with me the last six words of the Rambam. This is the last. This is the last end of Hilchas Torah. The only time these fights are legitimate, when is it? Anticipation, that when someone had the audacity to criticize a, 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 a distinguished rabbinic personality publicly and he's chastised, he will ask for forgiveness and of course the rabbi will forgive him and we'll go on. What are the chances in all these cases that side A will now go to side B to answer mechila? Zero. Zero. They're entrenched on two sides. It's not, it's not even a chance. So therefore, this whole thing is, is, is wrong. It's misplaced. So we go to source ten. La and You have to ask for it to be appeased. Even the Knita Bidvarim, you heard him only with words. Sarokla Faisal. The main of to Rishona. Go a second time, a third time. Okay. Keep going. The one who is asked to forgive, lo yeh agzari milimcho, you should not be cruel and not forgive. The motzi olaf shemra, he slandered him publicly. Eino tzaroch limchalo, you're not required. Says the Mishnah lo yeh agzari milimcho. Kolamavir amidosav. Remember the word midosav we had at the beginning. Remember we had midosav at the very very beginning, right? What do you mean? <laughs> 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 you don't insist on your rights because you were hurt not to forgive so all of your sins will be forgiven in heaven <laughs> guess what you won't forgive they won't forgive you either they won't forgive you either they won't forgive you either but why he, he maligned me, it's true, Yud Aleph, the Shemra will remain. Midas anava limchol gambaze. To midas anava, to forgive someone, even if he maligned you. Even if he maligned you. If you look in the Sharetzim, me mida, the connected k'neged as I mentioned to you, if you don't forgive, they won't forgive you. Fetzorah limchol l'cha veiro afy lim'ives, k'negedim imeizid uvemeret even if, if he wasn't accidentally stepped on your toe, he purposefully hurt you. kam dos. Hey, you ought to be forgiven not only for your indiscretions, but for your purposeful sins. Well, then forgive someone else for his purposeful sins. Who pesha That's the Gemara says. If someone is is over our pesha let things go, let things go. Don't forgive him. And finally, in Yud, Nira de Gabazet Milibo. These are two things over here. It's good to forgive someone, even if you're not required to forgive, he slandered you. And it's good to forgive someone what he called not just to forgive him technically, yeah, I forgive you. But to mean it. To mean it, to remove the sinner from your hearts. And therefore I conclude with source number 12 source number 12 is a paragraph in Tefillah Zaka if you look in the uh, art school uh, Mahz, which is most commonly used in our shul they have it at the beginning of its Zaka at the behest of the Chobetz Chai because you know what happened people come in late and they wouldn't say it, they never got to that paragraph since at the beginning but you know my shul people come in so late even if they are school they still don't say it so we started a new meeting in my shul a number of years back and I'm not the guy for Newman Hagem those who know me this is not my style Newman Hagem after every Yom Kippur, so there's we say that Kol Nidre, very Kol Nidre, and then there's a speech and there's even an appeal. You know, this is like a good shul on Nidre. Before we begin Baruchu, before we begin Marv, I ask everyone to rise and we say it together this paragraph, this paragraph we say together. And if you don't know the Hebrew, you follow the English together. This is the most important paragraph of not only of Tefillah if you ask me, of the whole Yom Kippur. The whole Yom Kippur. Let's read it together. The yos Yodati has it even with dots. Come on, somehow with money, personally, with actions, with speech. And then we said, how do we begin this year today? Yom Kippur doesn't help. The Yom Kippur doesn't help. Even Yom doesn't help. So therefore I ask Rashem have mercy on me. How? How's it going to help? Ah, Not only in your eyes, in the eyes of all people. How's that going to help? Listen carefully. Gemura. What does Gemura mean? What's Gemura? It's an extra word. You know what it means, I believe? We just saw before. The hasina milibo, not just give you technical atonement. I am going to get it out of my heart. I will no longer have any grudge against you. I'll realize that whatever you know what the Sefer Achinuch says. the Sefer Achinuch says, if you look it up on VeLo don't take revenge or bear a grudge. Someone who does, he calls him a Kofir. Yeah, we saw, we saw the word Kofir, but then the simbula. He's a Kofir. Why? Because you think that Ruven hurt you? Oh no, no, no. Hashem hurt you. He sent Ruben as an agent. Keep that in mind. Keep that in mind. So, get rid of the sin of me libo. This is examine and Hashemayim. This person is only the agent. Not only should you give him technical forgiveness, get it out of your heart. And you know, some years back, of course, not my style. I on Kol Nidri I spoke by quoting Time Magazine. Not the Rambam, but uh, Rashi. Time Magazine. Because they had before Yom Kippur whole article about how to be healthy. How to be healthy. Live a long healthy life. I don't know if there's any physicians in the room. And the first thing they said is get rid of the grudges from your heart. If you bear grudges it, it, it shortens your lifespan. Because you, you live an unhappy life. You're bitter. Get rid of it. That's my Nidre speech. This, get it, not only get it, get it out of your heart. The Chomish and Negli. Anyone. Gufo Mamono and here Even though you're not required to forgive someone, we saw so before if he slandered you. So it's 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 both forgiving those who you're not required to forgive because they slandered you, and forgiving everybody. The Gemurah with your heart as well, and therefore here's the, the, the final punchline. Final punchline. No one should be punished on my account. Just as I forgive everybody. So please Hashem, make me pleasing to others. The same as I forgive them, please Hashem arrange that they should forgive me. And I say to everybody in my shul, I'm at what they call a As the rabbi in the shul, I may have ruled against them. They don't like my style so much. Well, I, I've been a rabbi for a long time, but I know this. It, I just got a, I just got a email. I, shouldn't, I didn't read yet. Maybe I won't read it. Someone was critical of me. They told me, know, my, my president called me. Why? Because we're having a barbecue uh, in our shul, because the new youth directors are coming in from the Jewish center. They're coming in. Your shul, coming to my shul. And they scheduled a barbecue. The barbecue is scheduled for Sunday, this coming Sunday. I won't even be there. I'll be in Israel. But this coming Sunday is September 11th. So some guy, I don't even live in the neighborhood anymore, wrote a scathing email attacking me, I was told. How can they do something September 11th? September 11th is a bad day in American history, and in Jewish history. So, so we attacked. I'm used to it already. My skin has been hardened by... Close to fifty years of being attacked, by Hashem. I mean, Berman doesn't have that many years, but he's he's, 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 getting, he's catching up with me. And he may be catching up, you know, by getting more attacks per year than I get. Although I'm not sure. It, 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 it. As I started, he's in a, a very important position. The president of Yeshiva University. This was told to me. nothing to do with you. Before the last president was was appointed, and I have a very. Uh, pres- I have a son-in-law who spent two years here in LA he's very perceptive he said the president of YU affects all of Judaism from reform till Satma and he's 100% right 100% right it's a, it's a very critical position we have to lead by example by forgiving everybody even if they slander us and we have to forgive them in Mechil the It's it's believe me, whatever we got Moshe Rabbeinu said "Oh, it hasn't happened to, either to you or to me they're not coming to the rocks to, 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 to kill us it's part and parcel that's how we began the shir we attacked Moshe Rabbeinu the greatest leader ever for nothing I speak to the audience at large please make sure that we correct the mistakes of the previous generations we stay away from the china we stay away from our various la lachavero. We forgive everyone and we ask for forgiveness from everyone and we try our best to restore the peace. Time does not allow me to give you the second part of the thesis, which is that the forgiveness of la lachavero is primarily by making yourself a part of the tzibur, a part of the community. A part of the community. You know, we began. Rabbi Berman Shleifer began by talking about the Rosh, Shana Yom Kippur Sifre Chaim for Sifrei Mason. Right, that's the context. Is why don't we say Hallel? If for now for that we should say Hallel, forget about this. How can you say Hallel? It's impossible. You don't know what's the Havamina. So the answer is that it's true that you and I don't know what will befall us and the judgments will take place. In three weeks on the first day of Rosh Hashanah, to Yom Adin. we don't know, but we do know something: There's the concept of kaporas tzibur. The community has its own idea of forgiveness, a theme which my Rabbi Rav Salavetchik expounded upon at great length. Can't talk about it now. If you forgive others, you become a greater part of the tzibur, the closer to the community at large, and therefore you can partake of the communal atonement, which is guaranteed each and every year to Klal Yisrael. My Rebbe would often say, we say in Yom Kippur, Melech Mochem B'Solech L'Avon Seinu, ours, for L'Avon O'Sko'amo Beis The second, more general theme of Atonement for the entire community. May each and every one of us, every person in this room and those who are not here, those beyond both in Los Angeles and elsewhere, learn these critical lessons of trying to improve ourselves in the field of the interpersonal, by stopping to hurt others, asking forgiveness from others, and forgiving others. If we do this, we'll be guaranteed, each and every one of us, to achieve a v'chassim and a shna chayim v'shalom. Amen.
0: Thank you so much, Rabbi Verm, Rabbi Willig. Um, everyone is invited to take some of the pastries and uh, coffee that's left over. If you don't take the pastries, the kola cool will we eat well this week. It's okay. It's not the worst uh, thing. But uh, feel free to take part and uh, to schmooze the who are here with us. Thank you so much for joining.